dispatch. And they got it. And they got it in the dispatch. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have plunged. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Do you guys remember the sound of my voice? I know it's been oh a Oh my week. gosh. Guys. This is Charlotte talking. This is the first. Or is it Maddie? <laughs> this is Maddie. <laughs> this is the first time that Charlotte has said welcome back. And it has been longer than seven days since we've spoken to you. Whoa. I love that's a sports stat. <laughs> sports people like to, you know, they do, do weird random stats. They do. That's a sports stat. I love it. This is the longest time we've gone since I have said hello in the seven days in this specific you guys, way. You made it. 50 episodes before we took a break. I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday. I know we did. Much mm-hmm. needed. It was R&R. very lovely. I was actually up in Charlotte's neck of the woods for the holiday. Great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, very So thank fun. you. Thank you for coming back. Uh, if you guys have just gotten your, if you're listening on Spotify, you may have gotten your, Ooh, your Spotify, Spotify wrap. And hopefully, Locker Room Ladies Podcast was on your top podcast list. I know it was on mine. It was on mine. <laughs> was it on yours? I'm like, Mom, can I check your phone and make sure? <laughs> I know that's how you know. You like check all your friends' phones. Is um, yeah. I'm like, hmm. wait, let me check. Can I? They're like, no, I listen on. I listen on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> which we totally invite. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen on, Apple on any Podcasts. platform. We stream everywhere. Right, we're, we're we love inclusive. you just and, as and much. If it's like not, if you're listening just, right on Anchor, hey. shout out Anchor, we love you. We love you, Anchor. And hey, let us know. Apple's gonna come out with their little thing that they do for Apple Music. Rap, do they? Do so. they do wrap up? Yeah, they do. And everyone always makes fun of it because it's not Spotify. <laughs> but hey, you are a true no OG, Maddie. True, you're so right. True OG. If you're listening on Anchor, we love no Anchor. Shade whatsoever. <laughs> no shade whatsoever. Let's get into it. The moment we've all been waiting for. Our locker room lady of the week maddie it's our first locker room lady of the week after a break and with seven days in between (laughs) (laughs) all right charlotte (laughs) it's late you guys it's wednesday at uh it's actually almost locker room ladies thursday while we're recording this all right let's get into our locker room lady of the week her name is az fudd if you haven't heard of her you're gonna want to learn her name she is yukon's pride and joy you've probably heard of Paige Beckards we've covered her on this show AZ Fudd is just like out of this world Maddie tell us a little bit as as most UConn basketball players are I mean all of them are super talented we hear all their names like you said Paige Beckards we've heard that name so many times they're actually teammates Mm -hmm. and friends besties Paige Beckards took the world by storm took March Madness by storm absolutely killed it az fudd same deal top prospect i think she was actually the number one women's basketball prospect and she did commit to uconn right out of high school and she committed to uconn and now with the the announcement of nil there's she's back in the news she's back in the news guys she just signed a massive NIL deal. She's partnering with Steph Curry. I mean, talk about big names in basketball. Steph Curry is probably one of the biggest. Oh, absolutely. So that's insane. I mean, insane. Talk and about deja vu too, Maddie, because she was actually a part 
of the SC30 Incorporated brand all-star team a couple years back. Uh, It was in 2018 that she participated in it as one of two women who were invited to partake. So now she posted on her Instagram. She was very excited to be a part of this amazing brand in a, in a, in a whole new way. A whole new way. I mean, right? this is probably a dream paid. come true, <laughs> right? She participated in it in high school and now she's getting paid to be a part of it. And, and mm-hmm. she's going to be a big part of it as, as far as Steph Curry is concerned. And she also is sponsored by Chipotle, which that's just like a little so cool. Fun. I mean, hey, Chipotle, you want to sponsor us? Uh- <laughs> hey, I'm ready. I'll, 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 I will go to Chipotle and spend money. If I got the uh, opportunity. We already to go- do. Yeah. Charlotte yeah. is getting Chipotle I mean, that, that tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> like, you guys, let me tell you just one more thing about this deal that's so unique and just speaks to Steph Curry and this brand. It's not just a sponsored deal. It's not just a... Which And there's nothing wrong with those. Those are awesome. We love those. We're so happy that athletes are now able to participate in, in sponsored deals like that. But this is so much more. It takes it a step further. Steph is actually – Steph, we're on a first-name basis. <laughs> He's actually going to personally mentor AZ and – you know, be there for her in her business endeavors. He's going to hold her hand and, you know, show her how it is being a professional player. And if she has any questions, if he's going to be her guy to go to for everything, which is so awesome to have a mentor in Steph Curry. I mean, literally probably a dream come true. I, I just can't imagine how awesome that must be, especially starting out her basketball career. I mean, she's coming out of high school she's going into UConn which is already such an iconic program for women's basketball and she gets to do it with Steph Curry by her side and also Paige Blackers by her side shout out uh unfortunately she did actually get injured today Wednesday December 1st in a game so she's going to be out for about two weeks with a foot injury but it's not the first time she's overcome an injury and she's definitely strong and she's a fighter so we are confident she's going to be back it sounds like uh, Coach Arima is also pretty confident that it shouldn't keep her out for too long. You guys, I'll we you have to watch her ESPN cover story. It's really a tearjerker. Uh, I'll I could post it on our Instagram page, but it talks all about how her mom was a top player at uh, Georgetown, and she ended up being drafted into the WNBA in 2001. wasn't able to to play because of injuries and she wanted I think really to live vicariously through her daughter and it's such a blessing that she's able to do that now and her mom is such a fighter with her injuries and she's such a fighter it's just an amazing story all around you guys really have to check it out locker room lady of the week I love this one me too I mean I love them all but this is a fun one I know I always fall in love with them every single week we do them. I'm like, oh, I know it's fun for us to get to learn something yeah. about female athletes and female women in sports every mm-hmm. single week. So thank you guys for listening and letting us do this and letting us talk to each other every week. <laughs> about- we said we we missed each other last week because we didn't have our little our little pre call and our mm-hmm. recording. We missed I it. I missed we- my Charlotte time last week. Me too. We texted back and forth a little bit, but we never we didn't you know dish like we usually do. And there's so much that doesn't go on the podcast <laughs> but we'll, we'll, so we'll get into it in season two you guys there's four more weeks after this three more weeks of season one of locker room ladies and then a real oh gosh that's crazy new show the same ladies the same locker room ladies you know but it's gonna be a new 
and improved locker room ladies show. But you guys, totally, we have a lot to talk about in football. But before we get there, Maddie, it's my favorite part of every Thursday. It's a flipping ridiculous. We need to like oh, get that my was, favorite. That was my favorite. That was actually my favorite way that she's ever said it. Oh, and I wish it? you guys could have seen her face there. That was great, Charlotte. We got to get a TikTok. We got to get a thing going on. Yeah. I like this. It's uh, you guys. It's flipping this ridiculous. It's also, <laughs> also Charlotte's probably her favorite. Uh, I don't know if it's her favorite or least favorite flipping ridiculous, but this is a baseball one. Yeah. So we'll let Charlotte take the reins here. You guys, I mean, I am by no means an expert in arbitration or collective bargaining agreements, but I know a thing or two from, you know, various beat reporters that I follow on Twitter and just, you know, taking a look into it. So basically, oh my God, Maddie, I'm now reading the doc. I had this fun little intro after our flipping ridiculous. It was supposed to go like strike one, strike two, strike three. It's an MLB lockout. <laughs> I like that. Excuse me, right? Yeah, but I love it. I love okay. it. Well, there you guys go. It wasn't as good this, you know, that way. But anyway. So guys, we're actually we're actually about Charlotte <gasps> Math is not our strong suit. Twenty two no. minutes away What's happening? from the MLB's collective <gasps> bargaining agreement with players expiring. This is Wednesday night as we're recording this. So by the time <gasps> you guys hear this, that agreement will have expired. Yes. Charlotte's gonna get into what that means for the MLB. So this is actually gonna be the first work stoppage we've seen in the MLB in a good decade at least um so yeah 27 years almost three decades and basically what is happening is the collective there's a collective bargaining agreement in every sport there's one in basketball I mean we see sometimes basketball does their blackouts and you know there it's just the players associations negotiating with the teams and the you know the head honchos Basically, what's happening in baseball is this collective bargaining is about to expire. And just like with the NCAA, if there's a problem, they want to fix it. They want to fix the players want to fix some issues that are deeply rooted in this collective bargaining agreement that stop guys from, you know, improving and getting getting paid massive, massive paychecks. So basically, over the course of the last like three or so years, there has been huge financial growth in baseball, massive financial growth that I can't even fathom. Like those numbers, Maddie, were like, those are, I like to call it wipe your butt money because you could literally, <laughs> it's just numbers that we, I, I don't think I'll literally ever see in my life, right? Like a lot of zeros. Yeah, a lot of zeros. But <laughs> it's not all trickling down to the players. It's actually interesting. And this is from AP News the average player's salary has dropped about 6% since 2017. I don't exactly know why that is, but it's kind of interesting, right? That is, but now we got Max Scherzer making more than the entire Pirates payroll next year. That's because of this collective bargaining agreement. (laughs) So basically, it's not even an issue. Everybody's all fatutzed because it's a millionaires versus billionaires. Like Max Scherzer, he's got all this money. Why is he upset? Actually, another crazy, interesting, fun fact. I have a little list of notes. Please stop me if I keep going too long. I'll, no, I like I'll get, it. Go I'll for get it. to the point. About two thirds of last year's opening day roster 
anybody anybody on across all major league baseball teams about two-thirds of those guys were making less than fewer than whatever the terminology is under a million dollars in their salary 600k is not too bad right but we're talking unfathomable money that's coming in from these marketing deals and right but when you're you know, when you're standing on the same field as a guy who's making a hundred like yeah. a lot a lot a lot more than that yes so the players association is going to fight now that this is expiring they're going to say let's make some changes for the better right that's what i would do so they're saying let's increase the minimum salary let's increase the luxury tax threshold um, they want changes to how draft order is determined and they want salary arbitration to happen after two years and not three. And this has been already in talks for months and months. The owners say, let's lower the luxury tax, but let's raise the base salary to a hundred million base salary. Hello, I would take that. But that's because I'm just a plebeian who watches the game. And Wait, a hundred million base salary for who? Sorry, Charlotte. I'm, I'm losing million. you here. <laughs> that's all right. They're honestly also losing these guys too because it's a whole thing. This is why we need the lockdown because there's so much going on. So you're for the lockdown. I think I'm for the lockout. Lock- for it's a lockout lockdown. Players You're for the lockout. For, I'm for it for a little bit because let's discuss how to make this. I have some opinions. $100 million base salary is ridiculous in my opinion because you have guys like Gary Sanchez who probably don't need to be making as much money as he is, although he's definitely a veteran player, right? Like, But he also can't really catch anymore. So there's definitely discrepancy. But the – um. The interesting thing, what I find is the most interesting caveat of all of it is the new free agency agreement that the owners want is they want at 29 and a half years old, you can be eligible for free agency. Okay. If that were to happen, Bryce Harper would not have gotten his $300 million at age 26 with the Phillies. Manny Machado would not have gotten his $300 million at age 26. It all happened because of free agency. So there's there's a lot of different – there wouldn't be any mega deals like we're seeing. And honestly, I think that the Bryce Harpers and the Manny Machados deserve – here, I'm, I'm like going on a whole ramp rampage. I think that these guys deserve if, – if they're bringing in all this money from the top standpoint, the owner standpoint, I think that they deserve it before they hit 30, right? Right. There's, there's so many different little caveats. It's just flipping ridiculous. All the little little details. So so I'm just a little still confused though. So the hundred million dollar base salary is that for a whole team? I think so. I think that that's that's the team, the a franchise number. So it's essentially like a floor. So like the Pirates right, would have right. to pay their whole team a hundred million dollars. I think that it would get divvied out to everybody. Right, but I'm saying so right now they're only paying $40 million to their entire team. Yes. So they would have to more than double what they're paying now. Which is why it would be so good for teams like the Pirates. No, no, no. Exactly. Oh, my God, Charlotte. This is opening up. I've been saying this to Charlotte. I don't think I've said it on the podcast, really. We said we were going to talk about it. We were going to have a whole episode about it, and we still will. But I've said it to Charlotte offline that 
I absolutely think that there should be pay floors because you have a team like the Yankees, no offense, Charlotte, but is consistently, consistently, consistently playoff contenders. Absolutely. Like they're, they're in the conversation. And then you have a team like the Pirates who's paying less than the amount one player is getting to their entire team and mm-hmm. essentially just trades away all their successful players to teams yeah. like the Yankees every year because the team is making money, but it doesn't help the organization move forward at all. So I would absolutely right. love to see a pay floor because I'd also would like to see a salary cap, though, which I think is a little bit more of an unpopular opinion, especially if you're the players. But I would like to see right. that cap because then you won't you're not going to see these mega teams like yeah. that are high. And I, it's just I don't know. That, that is something that I think we're going to have to do a deeper dive in and bring in an expert for Charlotte. Oh, yeah. But we can maybe even bring in really Sean, our, really... our, our resident attorney who can kind of break it down. Oh, yeah. For us. Right, but, but this is very, very, very interesting, interesting to me, Charlotte, because I actually didn't know a lot about the, the X's and O's behind this. So thank you for breaking it down for us. It's it's There's a lot more to it, and there's a lot more that I don't fully grasp because I'm not an agent, I'm not an attorney, I'm just a plebeian fan. But <laughs> I do think that there's – they also the owners also want to expand the postseason, but they want to have the floor be $100 million. But now if we're like going to – if we're going to expand the postseason, we're going to triple our revenue. So it's just going to – it's I, you know what I mean? So it might just go back to where it was. So is their, right. is their offer kind of like a moot point? Are they just kind of trying to eh, – it's weird. Okay, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but – Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And also so, this this could mean a halt of the regular season, which they are probably gonna really try to avoid. I I love it, Charlotte. I'm very I'm very intrigued to see what this happens. We'll update you guys. Obviously, this is like I like we said when we started that conversation, we we're about twenty minutes out from the agreement expiring. So we actually don't know what's in store as we're speaking to you guys. We have no idea what is what is on the horizon but next week i'm sure we will know a lot more so we will get Mm -hmm. into it but for now you guys we mentioned thanksgiving break just just a quick little Mm -hmm. just a quick little tidbit i actually went to my first ever nba game over thanksgiving break and love this maddie set the scene i went like a true new york sports fan which, you know, I'm not a true New York sports fan. For anyone who listens to this podcast, you know that I'm not. But I actually, you know, I, I'm shopping around for an NBA team. In the market. To pique my interest. I'm in the market for an NBA team. She did some Black Friday shopping. Snag my fan, my fandom, my fan card. Your fan um, card. To swipe my fan card. I actually, because I grew up in Pittsburgh, as we know, huge Pittsburgh sports fan. Pittsburgh does not have an NBA team. So I did not grow up rooting for any specific team. I mean, sometimes we would pull for the Cavs, you know, in in the playoffs. But it's the closest team. But, you know, not the biggest Cleveland sports fan. So I, I don't know. I never really felt my allegiance was truly tied to a single NBA team. So I just watched it for the fun of it. But now, like I said, I'm looking for someone to swipe my fan card. And right now, the Knicks are pulling ahead because my boyfriend, Austin, you guys know him. He is a Knicks fan. So 
I do have a pretty dope Knicks jacket. Shout out to Cooper, Austin's brother, for giving me the jacket. It's very cool. That's awesome. uh, So we hopped on the train, went down to NYC, you know, the Big Apple. Oh, my God. MSG, baby. (laughs) Right. So as my name is Madison, guys, I went to Madison Square Garden uh, (laughs) for the first time, which is the world's most famous arena. Super cool experience. Went in there. And saw my first NBA game live, which was a very cool experience, especially for someone who grew up going to sports, sporting events. But this is the first for me. So it was kind of a I fun experience. I really enjoyed it. The Knicks did unfortunately lose the Suns, which are on an absolute the hot streak. Hot streak. No pun intended. Oh they're absolutely <laughs> on fire right now. Like they they're really just are. they're on another level. It's, it's a insane. dry. It's a dry heat though. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. They're they're really good right now. But it was they're fun really, to really watch. Good. Really fun to watch. I mean that team looks pretty pretty unstoppable. But we'll get there. Uh, it was just just wanted to give you guys that little tidbit. It was very fun. Oh, <laughs> speaking of the Suns, they're on their longest win streak in mm-hmm. program history. Seventeen wins. And yep. three years ago, they were on a 17-game losing streak. Charlotte, that is such a fun fact. Thank you for putting that in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, definitely a cool experience. I wanted to share with you guys because it was it was definitely different. So still, still not officially officially announcing who. Maybe I'll sh- I should do it like signing day, Charlotte, oh, where I have do. like I Can should have like the hat? hats. Like I should get like a Heat hat and oh, a Knicks hat. You know what, Maddie? I'm also I could be in the market for for an NBA team. Although I'm because of the New York sports thing, I'm really into the Knicks. Although the roots run deep in Jersey. Originally a Nets fan when they were in New Jersey playing at the Prudential Center, Interesting. sharing the same arena as the Devils. That was the thing, and then they moved, so we were like, "No more Nets. We're not Nets fans anymore." That was the thing. Ooh, so now the Knicks have your heart. Interesting. Next. Very fun. Yeah. Although we very fun experience. Really- we're never really a basketball family. Although my niece is now getting into basketball, and I'm so excited for her. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, she's doing her first rec basketball this winter. It's going to be oh, very exciting. Oh, good luck to her. That's so yeah. cute. We spoke about the Suns being on a hot streak, but Charlotte, we have a fun little segment today. Because speaking oh, of yes. teams on a hot streak, Charlotte and I uh-huh. actually, do you guys remember we did our episode where without telling each other beforehand, we picked our U Miami dream coaching staff? Well, this time we decided to look at the NFL as it stands. We're more than halfway through the season. We're getting into that where they're putting up the in the hunt graphics on the screen during games. Yeah. And we decided to do our three teams that we have decided are absolutely dead. They honestly, they could go the rest of the season without winning another game. Wouldn't surprise us. Yeah. Okay. I went a little over dramatic with my picks, I would say. <laughs> But we also decided to pick our hot teams who we think they could absolutely be taking the stage in February in the Super Bowl. Yes. How do you want to do this? I mean, I have no method to my madness like we did with the coaching staff. I could go, we go back and we could, you know. We, toss, let's do hot first because we both we both had more fun picking picking the dead teams. Let's do hot first. The hot teams are a little bit. They're a little, we might have more overlap. I think in the hot teams, Charlotte. Hot. Okay, so we'll start with hot. 
I have my handwritten notes. Don't worry. Hot and dead. I feel like those don't. Those two okay. words don't really work. No, they like, don't. We'll come with, like, up with dead better. and very much alive, or like hot <laughs> and not. But instead, I went with hot and dead. So obviously, <laughs> this, this is a very, this is a very uh, today. I came up with this idea, and I texted Charlotte and said, "Here's my idea." So and I said, "Okay, let me have a minute." <laughs> and then I wrote on my on my thing, three dead." Really hot. <laughs> Dead and hot. Now I feel like we gotta keep it now. <laughs> yes, we do. We'll find a good sound effect for this. Dead and hot. I don't even know how to begin. <laughs> okay, all right, Charlotte. Hot. Okay, who, hot. Who, who you got? First. Who's hot? My first hot is um you know what? I'll st- I'll leave this the best for last, but I'm gonna start off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they on your hot list? Charlotte. They're actually on there twice. Okay. But they're crossed out both times. They're not on my final <gasps> list. Oh, okay. Plot All right. Twist. Well, maybe maybe I could change your mind. Um, this we obviously know this is a seven and four team. They were off to a rocky start, but I think that they're back in it. Week thirteen against the Broncos is going to be a lock. They got this. I think that they um you know, it's going to be a walk in the park. They're also the reigning. Ooh, Maddie's shaking her. She's doing a little face. Okay. See, okay. It, they are the reigning AFC West championships. I uh, Champions. I think this is their sixth consecutive year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I don't think that because of this, you know, rocky start, they cannot just hit cruise control. Right? They mm-hmm. have to, you know, work for this. I don't think... I don't think that they're necessarily dead, but they're not in it unless they put their best foot forward. And I think that's exactly what they've been doing. This is a team that's got it. They've been averaging Maddie almost 300 yards per game, um, uh, pass yards per game. Their offense will bring it. And I think their offense is going to bring it just exactly to where they need to be. They're not going to get there by a landslide by my next uh, hot team, but I think that they can bring it. What do you think? Okay, Charlotte, I, I I see that. I could see that. My thought is just I think they are catching their stride, but I think that there have been ever since the Super Bowl, there have been games where the Chiefs have gotten exposed a little bit and there are holes. And I think that if a team can be coached well enough to find those holes and attack those weaknesses, they're beatable. Not not to say that they're not correcting those things maybe they are who knows but the AFC West is also a very tight race they're neck and neck and neck and neck and I don't know I don't think it's wide open for the Chiefs quite yet but I do hear your points so I'm gonna go I don't think it's a cruise control situation but I think it's (laughs) a they can do it they they can get there and they know what it tastes like to be there I got the Cardinals Oh, okay. I I thought about it. I thought about it. They started hot and they've stayed hot. They're nine and two. Absolutely on fire because their former MVP quarterback has been out. D-Hop has been out. J.J. Watt has been out. All these injuries and they're still managing to win games, which I think is a sign of a good team because, you know, we talked about this with Danny New. We've seen the injury bug. It gets a lot of teams. They fall apart. They crack and crumble. It's not happening to the Cardinals like that, though. I think that that is a sign of a team that getting some of those guys healthy again, getting them back in there could be unstoppable, could be dangerous, 
could be seeing him in LA in February. I like that take, Maddie, actually. You know what? Can we do four hot teams? Because my next (laughs) one is, uh, I'm pretty confident in my next one. And you know what? You might have this on your list and it might sound a little familiar. Sorry, as I uh, change my page. I think I know exactly (laughs) what you're going to say here, Charlotte. The Tampa Bay yeah, Buccaneers. Yeah, I knew it. Knew it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I also have them. It's Maddie. It's like a wives' tale. It's the old wives' tale that you've probably heard from your your what is it Hans Christian fairy tale book. If the temp, if Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I wrote it down. Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose to Washington Football Team, they will win the Super Bowl. That's the fable. They will. They will win the Super Bowl. Interesting. I mean, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give them credit. I mean, this team went seven and nine, came out, got their shit together, and came back with a Lombardi. And we got Lenny Leonard four tutties, as Gronk says. I mean, this team, right? I know, right? right? I don't know, right, guys? I might need to make another shirt. But they're hot. They're hot. They've stayed. They've been hot since since the postseason last season, and they're staying hot. And I love this pick for, for a hot team, right. Charlotte. And I think that that was almost an obligatory pick. We had to put them on there. Okay, let's I'm going to throw a little bit let's of curveball for my final. Maybe it's not a curveball. Maybe you, you have it on guess. there, Charlotte. <laughs> Whenever I was putting it there, I was like, I I would not have thought Ooh. <gasps> that this would be on my list about three weeks ago. But here it is. <gasps> it was the first team I'm that curious. I have written down, too. We just talked about Tom Brady. The New England Patriots are are heating up. (laughs) Charlotte, they're heating up. Mac Jones has come out and he's proved to be the most dominant rookie quarterback that we've seen starting so far this season. And he is absolutely falling in to his style of play as an NFL quarterback. And he is impressive. I mean, these Patriots are starting to look like the New England Patriots. I mean, for a while, it was like, are the Patriots dead? Are they ever going to... Tom Tom left, and now Belichick's done. He's not going to get any more Super Bowls. But now I'm looking at these Patriots, and I'm like, the Belichick system is working. They plugged in Mac Jones. We've seen that comparison between Mac Jones and Tom Brady time and time again. But it's working. And something that they're doing is absolutely right. And we are, I don't know. I think they they definitely, they're pulling ahead of the Bills. They're going to match up with the Bills here pretty soon. That's so, going to be an interesting one. I just think, I think it's a very, very interesting race. It is. I do, there. I, I wouldn't want to see another another New England team in a postseason. It's just heartbreaking for me. I can't, I can't take that away. It's like, right. Giants fan, our rival should be the Cowboys, but for me, it's really not. I'm really actually standing behind Dak Prescott. I told you about my dream, right? That's like, I stand by my dream. Is that your hot team, the Cowboys? No, it's not, actually. Oh my god, but you didn't tell me about your dream, but you'll tell me about that later. Eventually we'll get there. I think I think we've gotten to there on the podcast, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Maybe. next week I'll I'll explain to you guys what happened in my dream with the Cowboys. It's not even the Cowboys, it's Dak Prescott. Oh my my god, Charlotte. (laughs) Maddie, my last hot team, because it couldn't be just an individual Dak Prescott. It has to be my number one. My boo. Matthew Stafford and the Rams. <gasps> oh my God, and Charlotte! I thought you were going to say Packers. No, I, Maddie. I swear to God, it's literally written down. I crossed it out. 
also written down and crossed out on my page too. I'll cross it out. Not because convinced. I just don't. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I don't Vikings like this. Lost. The Vikings lost got me. I yeah, don't know. And some, there's some, shaky, mm, shaky stuff ah. going on in Green Bay. I don't know what let's it is. Hear, let's hear about the Rams, though, Charlotte. What do you got? Okay, so this is a seven and four team as well. So they kind of look like a mirrored imaged team from the Chiefs, right? So they kind of came out really hot. They had this new hot quarterback, um, and then they kind of started. Charlotte to says home. hot. It's a double entendre. <laughs> He's married with children. They're beautiful children, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, but um, I think that they are facing a little bit of problems. I wrote on their march to Super Bowl 56. Yes, they are on a three-game losing streak. But, but, McVeigh, he said, there are still six games left. And I, I agree with him because they just need to realign a little bit. They got a new guy in Odell who I'm Maddie, did we talk about this or we haven't even spoken about Odell? Have we? We have not. I don't think okay, so. Cause I would be interested to hear your take from a Steelers fan perspective on all of that, all the goings ons and how you think he's going to do with the Rams. I'm just, I, I've literally wrote, will Odell be their guy? Will he be it? Will he be the guy? It was a little funky in there is first game as a Ram, but again, they just need a little bit of realignment, and I think they can take it. He wants – Stafford wants this so bad in L.A. Wouldn't that be epic? And, and I mean, it's – yeah. I mean, the Bucks did it first, and it. I think everybody wants wants that same experience. And, and, I mean, the other thing is that Stafford has come from a team that is always – we say hot and dead. It's not. They're not hot. Yeah. It's the Lions. It's time and time again – these Lions fans are disappointed. The players are also disappointed. You got to imagine that that Stafford's finally getting a taste of being seven and four. I mean, come on, he's like, let's delish. ride, baby. I could see it. I could see it, Charlotte. Interesting. Let's talk about the dead teams. Oh, the dead teams. This is where it's going to get more fun. That was pretty fun, actually. It was more fun than I that thought was. it was going to be because we had really different ones. We did. I, I thought they'd be like the same. I also thought Pretty that you were going to say the Giants. For yeah, I thought you were going to say the Giants for some reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know One why Patriots. I just got that One in Patriots. <laughs> I don't know if okay. I can call the Giants hot yet, Charlotte. Well, you know what? Give I'm going to call more. them... Maddie, I'm actually going to go ahead and call them dead. They are my Ooh. first dead team. <laughs> Charlotte. Okay. Listen, see, this is why it's good. I can be a Giants fan. I'm a very fair-weathered football fan. If I like you, if I like my, I like, I like a Dak Prescott, I don't like the Cowboys, but I like a Dak Prescott. If I like a, I'm, I'm not committed anywhere, really. My dad would kill me. But also my dad <laughs> is the same guy who texted me a couple weeks ago and said, this game is so horrible. The Giants are a bad team. And okay, yes, they won on Sunday, which was a sloppy win at best. Sloppy. Sloppy win at best. But... And now we've got Danny Dimes. I love calling him that. He's in a very um he's he might play against the Dolphins next week, but he's also not like great. not looking great. Yeah. But that's but what everybody's saying. I might, I might be there, play. FYI. <gasps> updates to come. Updates to come. Updates to come, Keep please, going. please. Update. But like why are you even thinking about putting your quarterback in with a neck injury at all? Don't screw with We've the neck. talked about this. They're trying to get him killed, Charlotte. We've been there. They are trying to get him killed. Uh, they like the team. Are. Dead. Absolutely dead. Dead. Dead Danny Saquon. Dimes. Dead Saquon. is Darnell Danny Dimes. <laughs> he's not Danny Dimes anymore. He's like Danny. 
What's Danny Dunn is a doornail. Dano. I hate it. He's such... He, he, I really do like him. And I want the I want the best for him. And I do want the best for the New York football giants. Um, but I just don't think it's it's it. I mean, Saquon had some great rushes, but he's very unpredictable. And, I mean, Kadarius Tony, he's just... Is he even practicing at all? I don't think so. I think that this team is not there yet. Charlotte, They're dead to me. Are we the absolute epitome of disgruntled, <laughs> dramatic sports fans? Because my first dead team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I love it. It's good stuff. And I, I am a diehard Steelers fan, as you all know. But guys, I don't think anyone could watch their performance against the Cincinnati Bengals. Their second loss to the Bengals this season this past Sunday and not look at that team and think that they're dead. Like absolutely nail in the coffin. I I don't care if they went out. I would still be like, this team is dead because of how bad that loss was. Actually, that's a bit dramatic. If they won out, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, you're allowed, baby, they're going to LA. You're allowed to be dramatic if it's your team. But yeah, I mean, dramatic right now because honestly, like, they may not win another game. That could that's a very genuinely real possibility. Like looking at this Steelers team, it's bad, Charlotte. It's so opposite of this time last season. Right, but this was right like we were peaking around this time and then they did crumble right around this this time. So maybe last they'll turn season. it around. Maybe they'll turn it around. It'll be the opposite. I don't know. But but after that performance, I mean, I just don't understand how how everything went so wrong there. It's like a flashback to that horrendous, that horrendous playoff game against the Browns last season. But it's even worse because they didn't come back. They didn't they didn't come back. They were almost staring down the barrel of a 41 to 3 loss. They got a garbage touchdown at the end of the game. Hey. 41 to 10 to the Bengals. Just, I mean, that's, I mean that's, less, that's more than sloppy. It's 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 embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing. It, it, it's horrendous. It's it's absolutely you have to rethink everything in the organization when a team with that much talent and that talented number of coaches that they have crumbles that's what crumbles it is that too much. It, 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 it's it's right. just shocking and it, it's absolutely the reason why i think that they're dead because there's no explanation there's no explanation issue. for what happened and yeah. the only explanation is they must be dead so we'll see what happens dead. we'll see what happens but I, I maybe i'm being dramatic but i honestly don't think so i think like that the loss was dramatic enough that this response is warranted charlotte I, I'm with you. I stand by that. Dead team. I won't kill them off just yet, though. I'll kill off the Giants, but I'm not going to kill off the Steelers just yet. But you know who I will kill off? The Lions. <laughs> All right, Charlotte, that's fair. Okay, I, think, but listen- I think the Lions have been killed off since about week four. <laughs> okay, but listen, this is an interesting, weird little little uh, silver lining, okay, if you will. Okay, Charlotte. All right, <laughs> we know, first of all, their marketing team is not dead. Have you seen them on TikTok? <laughs> the lines. They're, the lines. I, if you haven't seen it, just Google it. It's funny. They're, just Google it. I, I don't even know how I would begin to explain that. <laughs> to someone Hilarious. who hasn't seen It's just funny. Their marketing team is, That's all they have. It's all they have. But um, I think um, it was a penalty palooza. I, there's just... There's just a lot going on, and I honestly feel a little bad for Jared Goff because this is a guy who left the Rams, and now they're kind of doing a lot better than he he is now. It's kind of like you break up with somebody, and you are not good, and they're it's Olivia Rodrigo. She wrote the song about the Rams and 
the Lions. But also, <laughs> this is a first-year head coach. I dug up a little fun fact that you might find interesting. Dan Campbell's first year at the helm, Maddie. It would be a shock to all if this wasn't a dead team because there have only been six first-year head coaches to see the Super Bowl stage at all. Six. Matt LaFleur being one of them. Interesting. So it's a long shot to assume. Is that right? I think it is. I got it from Wikipedia. It's got to be right. There's Actually, only been six I... first-year coaches who have gone all the way to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I mean, that's, that's... I don't know. I don't know if you're wrong. Interesting. Okay. But it's interesting. So it, the, my point is there's been a lot of years of football, a lot of first-year head coaches. First-year, maybe maybe it's just that. So I'm kind of giving I mean, the lines about took it. on. He took on a hell of a job trying to turn this Lions oh. team around because they've been bad for so long. I mean, again, so, uh, no offense to my Lions fans. I just it, – it, it, respect. It's just like you're hanging on to this team, but it, it's just been – they're probably – if we would have done this year after year, I'm sure they would have made quite a few dead lists. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I see That's it. That's why I, I kind of wanted it. to give them a little thing, you know, like, hey, maybe it'll happen next year because I feel bad putting them on my dead list. Well, but. they're not on my dead list, but that's just because I try to I try to like pull out a little bit of a like, oh, like who's who's not quite like like I was Let's hear it. I was trying to like give us a little bit of a twist, Charlotte. I would like so, to know. I don't know. I, it might not even be a twist. Like this might be obvious, but I think the Panthers are dead. Okay. I must I think I the must Panthers them. started off hot and then it was like wow, the Jets messed up. Is Sam, is Sam Donald awesome? Like, did the Jets screw up? And then it's like, wait, does Sam Donald suck? And then it's like, wait, Cam Newton's back. What the hell? And then it's like, wait, Cam Newton's benched? So yeah. I just feel as though the Panthers don't even really know what's going on right now. And they're on a decline. Like, they started off, again, really hot. And I was like, damn, like, are the Panthers going to be good this year? And not looking that way so far. But that's I, why I, that's why I gave that last spot to a, kind of a little bit more of a teetering team. Maybe you wouldn't call it totally okay. dead yet, but okay. I, I, I'm putting I'm foreshadowing nail in the cop for the Panthers on my book. Okay, okay, all right. Well, my last dead team, the Jaguars, and it's a little okay. upsetting. It's a little upsetting because yeah. Trevor Lawrence a little, a little bit of flop this season. A big flop. You want to talk about Mac Jones and an amazing rookie quarterback? that's bad because he was not we we talked about this a couple episodes ago I think when we were talking about the Eagles and Devonta Smith or no we were talking about uh Najee and how it's such a weird transition when you go from being really really amazing in college and then you get to an NFL team and you don't win every every game every game is not going to be great every you're not going to have a great game every single time and I think that's something that Trevor Lawrence is learning now. Um, so I, I think that they definitely need to improve. He needs to improve. And I also think that the coaching situation there has just been a little funky. And Right. Yeah, there's some, some stuff. off the field drama. Yeah, it's, there's it's stuff been iffy. going it's been, If it's I, like I that. that I mean, that's a yeah. good pick for the deadlift, Charlotte. Yeah, I don't, my, I don't think my, I yeah. my last one, Charlotte. So I have two teams on this list who actually were in the playoffs last season let's hear it it's seattle seahawks charlotte 
they almost were they almost made my dead list. They almost made my dead list. I mean, they might almost be on the dead list stronger than the Steelers because one, they lost to the Steelers team. And two, two, I mean, oh, they are just their defense is terrible. Their offense is I don't know if it's a communication thing or if it's just they're not connecting, they're not, they're not vibing, they're not. Ah, something's wrong. Something's, something's wrong there. Off, we had that. Right. We had that off. We had that that little drama in the off season where Russ was mm-hmm. not happy in Seattle. We thought he was going to get traded. It was a whole thing, and then it was like, oh, they're best buds, and now Aaron Rodgers is the problem child, and Russ and Pete are great, and he loves mm-hmm. it in Seattle, and now it's like, hmm, was that? Is that? I don't know. Think we're getting the whole picture here because a little weird. Russell Wilson absolutely could not connect with DK Metcalf on Monday night. Could not do it. Could not complete a pass to DK Metcalf. Wasn't even trying to complete passes to him. It was bizarre. He was getting open. It was like just iffy, weird. I mean, is DK Metcalf's dad going to drop a video about all the times he got open and Russ didn't throw it to him? Who knows? (laughs) Shots fired. So now we know her opinion on that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it, it was it was weird. I don't know if it was just like a, a they're not on the same page. It's not right. running the right routes. They're not thinking the same way. I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird, especially for Russ, who seems to have such a like a strong view of the whole field, and he, he usually is able to find those guys yeah. who get yeah. open. It was it was a little weird. So that was weird because their offense is usually the strong point of the Seahawks, but they just weren't able to to find to to get it to gel and to get anything really going against the right. football team this past week. And honestly, I almost threw the football team on my hot list, but I thought it was a little bit too <laughs> much of a hot take to do that because they're not quite hot, but they did just beat the Bucks not long ago. So, I don't know. Right. I think that the, the football team too. has they're not they're not quite hot, but they're surprising me a bit. But maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I I like that Seahawks, I almost put it on my list. But I the agree Seahawks, with that. Their defense is just horrendous. I mean, there's the it, it's just rough. It is rough. Just I mean, Jamal Adams had a good season last. I think they threw the, they threw up a stat on the screen that said he had, I think nine and a half sacks last season. Ooh. And so far this season, he's had zero. I mean, what? And we're in week what? thirteen now. And I, I just I don't understand what's going on with the Seahawks team. I don't know if it's something off the field or if it's just they cannot get they're it together. Not, but they're not they're not the Seahawks this no. year to me. It's they're a little not weird. a notoriously bad team too. Like no, at their they're, core, they're, they're consistently decent. They're, I would, yeah, I would say they're like a little contenders. bit in the same in the past ten years, pretty much in the same level as the Steelers. Like consistently right, win their right. division. Consistently are in the conversation to win the division. Consistently are in the conversation to be in the playoffs. Everybody Maybe knows, not every single yeah. year. Not like a Patriots. Not not like that. Not like a Chiefs. Not like a Patriots. Not going to win every single year, but definitely make it down to the end of the season. In, they're coming up on that logo in the hunt. They're coming up right. on that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's they're up there. But this right. season is just absolutely like pack it up. Like they don't even have to play any more games for me. Because they're not going to do it for like they're they're not they're not going to do anything. Their their division is too tight. They're, they're dead. Too far back. They're dead. You know Seahawks what I'm thinking are of? Dead. I really liked this. I really liked this fun. little segment. I'm picturing like a like a gavel, 
and like they're dead like that's their verdict is they're dead that's their verdict imagine that you were in a court of law and it was instead of guilty and not guilty it was hot or dead hot or dead dead. guys i I can't get over how stupid i named this hot or dead (laughs) i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make a little thing with a gavel hot or dead Charlotte absolutely just went with it too. She didn't even say like hot and dead. She wrote down hot I and immediately, dead. I immediately went and wrote that down. I was like, okay, wait, let she me look up some understood. hot teams and dead teams. She understood the assignment and now we're just going to roll with it. But thank you guys so much for coming back after a holiday weekend with us. I hope you guys enjoyed your pie, your turkey, whatever mm-hmm. your favorite Thanksgiving food is. All the football and basketball that, was, yes. that there was to watch. All of the above. And we will see you next week and we will have some games to talk about because mm-hmm. the college football playoffs are on the horizon. Oh, they're going to be so fun. Everybody, you have your your weekend agenda filled. Watch the games, get back to us, and we'll see you here next Thursday. We won't we won't take a break again. We'll we'll see you next Thursday.